Merry Christmas! This special podcast contains adult language, mature situations, delectable food, knowledgeable main characters who are oblivious to everything else, father-son rivalries, long-running series drama, intellectual debate, and holiday well-wishes. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Manga Review, episode 347, Oishimbo. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. This is your host, Zan, saying Meli Kalikimaka, Merry Christmas, and Konnichiwa, and what's up? Yes, this is a very special episode of the Spark and Manga Review because, well, besides the fact that I'm going to be talking about a manga that I'm actually really digging, it's also the episode that we're releasing on December 25th, 2019. Yes. This is a holiday episode, a Christmas episode, if you will. But it's not just Christmas, because two days ago, Hanukkah started. So yes, it is day three, or night two of Hanukkah. You have, or is it day three? Can't really remember. It's kind of, my brain's kind of percolating. But I digress. Hope all of you out there in internet land are doing well, and hope you are having a very good holiday season, no matter what holiday you are spending, or even if it's just a regular day. Hope you're having a good, relaxing day off or a day working because things are a little bit crazy, but getting a little ahead of myself. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. What the hell does that mean? Pretty much every episode, I and my co-host, when I have co-host, we talk about different geeky topics. Since this is a Spirekin manga review, obviously we're talking about manga, and we tell you the pros and cons about it how the art style is, the characters are, the overarching plot, and if the series is worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-hosts say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and entertaining, most importantly. We give you a nice round view of the series, and we go over some of the basic parts about what makes it interesting and great. Sometimes we don't go too in-depth, sometimes we go overly in-depth, but we try our best we can, and we have hundreds of episodes. We're currently counting at 340 seven episodes and if you want to check out any of them you can go to our main website www.sparkin.com which has all of our different podcasts and i gotta say there are some fun ones some crazy ones and some which are just what the fuck but you'll find something i guarantee it and we've talked about a lot of things over the years check our review archive on the website and you can see what we reviewed we also have a movie review a anime review a game review and even a convention report so check them all out now that that is out of the way and I've done all of the essential, you know, the basic businessy stuff, let's get to some of the fun, shall we? Because today, like I said, is Christmas. Well, I'm recording this a couple days before Christmas, but it's Christmas. And I hope you guys are doing well. I pretty much know I'm going to be driving to my parents' house, so that should be fun. But before that, what I do on Christmas Eve, something that's a lot of fun, something a little different is that Greta, my usual co-host and wife, and I actually do something kind of cool. Something that we really enjoy doing that we heard about that's something from, well, it is from Europe. It's a nice little tradition where Christmas Eve we exchange books, we make some hot chocolate, and we read. And knowing me, I'm going to get probably a light novel or another insane manga that I'm going to read and love and enjoy. I've picked up something very special for... The lovely Greta, uh, just to spoil it, I talked about it in the last episode. I got the first volume for her, and she hopefully will be very excited. I'll let you know in the next episode how it went. We'll see. And speaking of the next episode, uh, the next two episodes are going to be actually released a day early and a day later. What do I mean? Because this is the end of a decade, we're going to be doing a special release, shall we say. We're going to be doing 348 
on New Year's Eve in the year 2019. And then we're going to be releasing 349 on January 1st, 2020, after a decade. So I'm kind of excited for that. A little weird and geeky, but hey, we're geeks, we're otaku, we love it. So, now that that little splurge is out, let's get to the other part that you guys have been enjoying lately, and that is my manga releases for the week. And all these came out on Christmas Eve, so maybe you picked them up for your family, maybe you're going to use gift cards you get to buy them this week. But we got a light release of stuff coming out this week. Nothing crazy, nothing weird. Primarily the big one we have is... Captain Harlock Dimensional Voyage Volume 10. You have Happiness Volume 10 also. How to Treat Magical Beasts Mine and Master's Medical Journal Volume 4. Kingdom Heart X Your Keyblade Your Story The Novel, a light novel. Little Devils Volume 3 Real Account 12 and 14. Surprisingly, 13 is also being released. Species Domain Volume 7. Toradora, the light novel, Volume 8. And Ultra Kaiju Humanization Project Volume 4. Now, out of all of these, the only two I'm interested in are Real Account and Harlock because the rest of them, uh, we'll see. I mean, Ultra, Hi- Ultra Kaiju Humanization Project, it's a mouthful whenever you say it. That one I've heard good things about, haven't checked it out yet. It's been on the wheel four times, and every time I spin it, it goes right past it. But. Those are what I'm intrigued in. Uh, I'm curious, what are you guys interested in? What do you guys think is the best thing to purchase for, well, this week? Let me know. Spyrokin at gmail.com or you can email me personally at zan at spyrokin.com. Oh, forgot to mention, you can also find us at Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Stitcher, Spotify, and various other social media accounts. Just type in Spirakin, S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you'll find us one way or another. Also, you can direct message me at Spirakin. If you want an immediate response to your comments, concerns, and whatnot, just direct message me. Also, follow us on Instagram, tag us if you see us at a con. And finally, last thing, this is the last thing I'm going to ask you guys for the episode before I get into some more fun, is go to http forward slash colon you know colon forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash help zan and leave us a rating and a comment on apple podcasts seeing your guys reviews and ratings gives me hope that people listen to this podcast and more importantly it's like giving me a little tip seeing what you guys like what you didn't like and what you want me to change up leave the comments there give us a good rating and whatever cool ratings or funny ratings i will read on the air every month we'll do a whole list of them so let us know what you guys think so now that all of the propaganda for Spyrokin is done let's get to the big thing which is besides the holidays the review of the episode and joining us just for a little bit of color commentary because she hasn't read the manga yet but she's seen me work on it and also has tasted some of the fruits of my labor for this is Greta hey yes so the manga that we're actually talking about today was written by Tetsu Korea all the way back in the far distant year of 1983. That is a far distant year. <laughs> and it came out until May 12, 2014, where the series went on indefinite hiatus. Pretty much it got canceled because the writer did something really screwed up. Not screwed up, it was just commentary. Went we'll, to jail? No, we'll get into it in a little bit. But this is the third longest-running manga series of all time. It was illustrated by Akira Hanasaki, published by Shogakuken, which means it's released by Viz Media! 
And speaking of which, it has the most infuriating and angering release ever. I get really mad about it. I think you've heard me rant about this a couple times. It doesn't come out in order. Nope, not at all. And it is uh, released by Big Spirit, uh, Big Comic Spirits. It has a manga series, a live-action movie, which I'm intrigued to see because the whole premise. And it is a cooking comedy series, which has a premise that most people are like, this is kind of boring, but it works. And the series we are talking about is Oishinbo. A.K.A. The Gourmet. So, first off, this when you hear The Gourmet, what do you think it, it, it's about? Fancy food. You'd think that. And it's kind of like that, but not really. I'm going to read you guys the jacket copy of the basic well, I think plot. It's like the, I think it's the translation, too, no? Yes, the translation is The Gourmet. Right. And it's, as part of the celebration for its 100th anniversary, the publishers of the Tazai News have commissioned the creation of the Ultimate Menu, a model menu embodying the pinnacle of Japanese cuisine. This all-important task has been entrusted to journalists Yamaoka Shiro, an inveterate, yes, an inveterate cynic who possesses zero initiative, but also is incredibly refined with his palate. He has an encyclopedic knowledge of food. And he is to create this wondrous feast while being a lazy bum, unmotivated, and, well, he's like a character who's, I'm good at one thing. Everything else I'm terrible at. I can't do my laundry, I can't balance my books, but I'm amazing at this thing. And that's intriguing. He's also assisted by a photographer named Karita Yuko, who we find out in the first release in the U.S. that eventually he marries her, and they have kids. So it spoils a major plot point really early on in the first English volume. But the release of this is done a la carte. Oishimbo a la carte. They group it into styles of releases by the type of food because there's so much content over the years. I said, oh, this isn't going to sell. This is just going to be released as food. Does that seem like a good idea for a manga series? Uh, it's an idea. Well, this is 2009. This was exactly 10 years ago, so they really didn't know what they, they had on their hands. Mangas weren't as popular as they were, inventive as they were. This actually was released not in the manga section. It was released in the cooking section. That, to me, is confusing, because there's only, like, one recipe per. No, it, it is an in-depth treatise on cooking and food, because the... It should be released in the lifestyle section. It should be released in the lifestyle section. And the writer, he's not a food connoisseur. And he's like shocked that people read this and are like, oh my god, food critics like my book. Why are they reading my stupid comic? Because he's so in-depth in the knowledge. A lot of the series is him just going into huge dumps of knowledge about food. And it gets a little annoying, but it's intriguing as well. Because, I mean, I didn't know that eggplants, that natural color is not the color you see in the supermarket. And in order to get the right type... You know, it's not with pesticides. You look for the color, the grain, the color of the insides, the flavor, the texture, the smell, and how lettuce supposedly is supposed to taste like corn. I did not know that. Depending on the type of lettuce. But lettuce, the reason why is the pesticides ruin the flavor of it, and there's a specific type of lettuce. Like, a lot of this is Japanese cuisine. Most of it's Japanese cuisine. Let's be honest. But Which is why you can have lettuce in Japanese stir-fry, and it tastes good, because it's not regular iceberg lettuce. And, but that is the thing. It's this is he's being a gourmet, looking in all places possible, not just in the fancy restaurants. 
He's going to farms. He's going to local people. One of the entire chapter is that there's an old lady who used to raise him and watch him, and she's really old, and she brings food for him and his wife because they're getting they're married, and she's like, now I can die and I'll be happy. And his neighbor is a whole kerfuffle with his neighbor getting pissed off. Like, how come you don't buy food from my grocery store? Because this old lady, she grows her own food, and it's her do- his daughter won't eat the vegetables from their store because it's all like processed gmo and the old lady has these very organic and they're tasty foods well even when i was a little girl our neighbor grew carrots in his backyard i still remember what they taste like decades later i still remember what those carrots taste like and it there's truth to it the commercially farmed stuff doesn't taste as good and this is a series which is like i said 2010 this came out and some of these stories are from 1984 and they're talking about gmos and how pesticides can't be used and it's it's engaging and intriguing so the series like most series you need a villain right right you need someone to oppress them now who would be a good oppressor to a newsman a guy who's writing a book you need someone who's against him someone a rival maybe this has the most obnoxious rival ever the president of the gourmet club he's a guy that if he goes to your store and hates you he will shut the store down if he thinks that you cooked food wrong you're fired your food isn't good enough he will show up at a restaurant and it will close immediately because he didn't like it or if he loved it it will be popular it's like the guy from ratatouille who looks like vincent price right how he could destroy a restaurant just by being there and this guy thinks he's the hot shit and he hates our main character. He hates him with a passion. You know why he hates him with a passion? Why? It's his son. This is the father of our main character. And he is a total asshole. Uh, his name is Yazan Kaibara. And he's this artist, renaissance man, who apparently was a shit to his wife and cause problems and because of this there's a huge feud with him and his son that's why his son uses his mother's maiden name instead of his name and they're constantly going at it and he ends up working for a rival newspaper to create instead of the ultimate menu the supreme menu and it's a pissing contest constantly like oh we're going to compare in this in this chapter they're going to compare to see what dish is better it's oh well you don't know this because of this or i'm able to tell this because of this Right. Your food isn't going to be cooked correctly because you needed to add this type of food specifically. Or the rice chapter where it's like, oh, in order to get the perfect rice, you have to pick through every single rice and get the perfect grain. And all the black grains you have to pick out in order to get perfect rice. It's like, this is like old school insane level of good, but it's like no one in their right mind would do this. Well, I don't know. People do do it. Yeah, a lot of stuff are just bizarre and crazy and work in ways. Like one was about... uh, you pickled beets. You pickled beets in mayonnaise, uh? and apparently it works. It makes an amazing flavor. And he did not. He was shocked by it. And it's. I didn't think you could pickle anything in mayonnaise. Apparently, this is the case. But I digress. The series in the a la carte series is released into seven volumes that are each focusing on different things. Like I said. The first volume is Japanese cuisine, sushi, whatnot. You have sake, which is just about drinking and about using it to marinate. You have ramen and gyoza. You have fish, sushi, and sashimi, which is about fish, sushi, and sashimi, the right way to cut, 
Also has a little bit about fugu fish. Because fugu fish is apparently tasty fish. <laughs> poison, 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 tasty fish. You have the vegetable one, which actually made me want to eat vegetables. It's kind of crazy. Like this, At one point, there's a guy who's like, all I want to eat is spinach. I want a third helping. I want to be like I was a child again. I was like, what type of spinach are you fucking eating? I hate spinach. Not anything but canned. Yeah. There's an entire chapter about someone who doesn't like a specific type of food, and then he meets a kid. He's like, you have to eat good food. Well, I don't like this food. Good for you. I hate that food, too. <laughs> Just this random copy. Like, oh, Really? Like, he's supposed to be like, you'd be big and strong. Eat your eat your food. But not that. That's bad. And they have to kind of convince them both to eat the food by cooking it right. You have the joy of rice, which is a love letter to rice and all the different styles of rice. Also goes into a little of the, the fact of how certain rice from a certain country that is not Japan makes their rice out of non-edible things. Plastic. Yep. And then last but not least, the one which I'm currently holding in my hand, which is... A little different is izakai food, pub food. And this is fun, a little bit. Who doesn't like pub food? Well, the only thing which I don't like is that in the beginning of each volume, because these are huge volumes, they're expensive, they're like, they're, but they are uh, French doored, so they have the fake dust jacket, they're five by eight, they look beautiful. And they have color panels with one recipe, one to two recipes per book. And with the izakai, it has the worst recipe possible. It's got fried sardine fish cake. How is that the worst possible? Out of all the recipes, I think it's the worst possible. And that's including the asparagus one, which I like the asparagus one. It's because the asparagus is awesome. Yes, the sushi one is awesome. The veggie one is awesome. The ramen and gyoza. Yep. The Japanese cuisine one is difficult, but it's hard to get a hold of things. But it is an intriguing story. Now, the art style is dated. This is from 1983. I mean, how would you describe the, the character design? It's very commercialized gem and the holograms. However, the characters are terrible. What about the food? It's hard with it in black and white. It is? I mean, the food, is, the food looks, really, looks pretty good. Yeah, the food looks pretty good. And that's how it should be. It's a food manga, so the food should look delicious and delectable. And the characters, well... Well, they're a little bit reminiscent of um, City Hunter. Mokori time. Yeah, that's from the same era, so yeah, it's very functionized. Like, the the hairstyles are the same. This also looks like Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, you, the main character has that same pinch perm hair mm-hmm. cut for as the main character. Which is a plus and a minus for it. Now, the one thing is the controversy, because I brought up a controversy earlier. Why was this canceled? Because it had gone hiatus a couple of times, and then in around the Fukushima Daishi disaster, they released a chapter which was not exactly, it wasn't as nice as it could have been. The treatment was kind of washed over, and a lot of people were criticizing it. So, Shogakuken Incorporated halted production of Oshimbo temporarily, but this temporarily became... Not so temporary? Yeah. And they said it was part of a scheduled break, but it's been six years. Now, the final chapter of Oshimbo that was released before this hiatus gave credit 
to and it gave a frank discussion of the radiation effects flowing from the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear disaster. So it's like I don't want to say too little, too late, but it was like maybe they should have waited till the next chapter came out if this was planned. Well, we know. I don't know. So it's an incomplete series that they've never released. So you've had this thing where the whole story was about the ultimate dish, but it became it spun off into its own thing, kind of like how One Piece did, or Hajime no Ippo, or so many other long-running series. It kind of it's following the track, and then it takes a detour for for God knows how long. And, Forever. Which is why they probably did release the a la carte, but as a completionist, I can't forgive it for that. So it loses points on that. The other thing is, while some of the story is very engaging and intriguing, there are sections where they're talking about the food, where it's just block text. It's just text of the food explaining. No images, and after a while you're like, uh-huh, 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 oh, uh-huh. Could be better. I just, I can't, I can't, uh... Be all like, yay, the best thing ever, woo! I'm like, no. You love it, but you love to hate it. And that's it. It's But this isn't like Cooking Papa, where I love that, where it you could see images every section. It's not like Restaurant to Another World, where it doesn't have the recipes, but you're intrigued as no more. Not like Nobu, even though I, I'm not a huge fan of Nobu. Nobu intrigues me. This is engaging, but then it just goes on a super tangent. It's like, okay, I want to know what's happening. It's like a really shitty... um. Drops of God. I hate to bring up Drops of God, but it's like, of crappy, because Drops of God kind of kept the, okay, the steam is, here's the plot. We have the 12 apostles to find. We find those 12 lines, then someone will win. This is, oh, we're going to work on the menu. We're going to work on the menu. Okay, no, instead we're going to, we're going to take our co-worker's son to a baseball game because the, the dad is going to go drinking. And then it's like, oh, he doesn't like food, so I'm going to cook food for him to make him love food. Hmm. I want that... That the little bit of the ticking clock, a little more. So for that reason, I'm gonna have to lower this manga from really, really, really fucking too to cool to borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered. Well, any type of awesome food, it's good. It's really good. It's just it loses a lot of points. It doesn't. Also, you only get seven volumes out of 111 chapters. We get a grand total of 20 chapters out of 111 chapters. And they're not even in order, and it spoils everything in the first of the releases. So, yeah. Spoiled. I will give props to Viz for trying. You give it Spoiled Food Award? No, I give it props. I mean, I gotta give props to Tetsuchiro Miyaki. She translated an amazing job. It's a great translation. All the touch-ups are great. The design is great. It's just that... It's lacking. It's lacking in the end. But the food is on point. If you are a gourmand, if you like reading about food, I highly recommend this. This is one you have to, even if it's a bar for a friend, you have to have this in your collection one way or another. It's just that it does lose points. It's not the best thing since, you know, since manga and Pocky. And sliced bread. And sliced bread, yes. So, with that in mind, uh, do you have any disagreements or if you want to let me know why you think Oishimbo is a better series than what I'm giving it props for or if you think it's an overrated series email me personally at zan that's xan at spirekin.com we're also on all those other lovely social media sites that are in the show notes and let's get to it shall we because 
It's time for that part we've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Jingly Manga. We should add jingle bells to this. Because it is a holiday one. Now note, since this is being released on that happiest, wonderfulest of days, well... We could do something crazy, but we put a lot of interesting stuff on this. So we're going to spin it and see what we're reviewing on the day before 2020, so the 31st. So let's spin and see what we're going to review, because we have some good titles. Number nine! Number nine. Okay, um, this sounds like a really bad joke. So Jesus and Buddha walk into a bar... Yeah, St. Young Men. Hooray! Jesus and Buddha as roommates. Uh, what a way to end 2019. Uh, it could have landed on today. True. That would have been... That would have been... No, 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 no. That, no, that would have been kind of... That could have been like... Because they bring up the fact that his birthday... They bring up that his birthday... Everyone forgets about his birthday. His dad forgets about his birthday. Everyone forgets about his birthday. Technically, his birthday is sometime in October. Supposedly. But that's a, that's a conversation for another day. So, with that in mind, spend time with your family. Have a good holiday. And, well... We'll see you all soon. We'll see you guys soon. And I'm thinking there's something else we should be saying before my big closing finale. Something something big. Besides mele kalikimaka and ahaole makahikiho. Or, or a Feliz Navidades. Or a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Boop. Thank you guys for listening. This is Zan. And Greta. We're gone, so we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Happy holidays. So now that that is done, guys, I had something to let you guys know. I want to do a little update before I release this because I know I'm releasing this really late in the evening. But um, so I gave Greta her gift of Snow White with the red hair volume one. What did you think about it? Love it. Yes. Should we buy the second volume? Yes. Prefer the anime. Okay. So maybe I have to get her the anime volume one and volume two box set. Or we could watch it on We're Not Being Paid for This by Hulu. We'll wait and see. Sounds a lot like hula. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
So quick question before I, because I have mentioned the secret project at least 1.2. Should we do something with apples for that? Or is it too difficult to do apples with from Snow White with Red Hair because it is poisoned? No, we can do poisoned apples. Because technically, alcohol is kind of a poison. Uh-huh. Or should we do that ginger beer thing he ma- she made? Mm-hmm. Well, if you know about the secret project, let us know. See you guys later.